1: sports line continuing here on a friday night on kmox as always if you want to chime in you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900 314-436-7900 you can also tweet at me at matt Pauley on air m-a-t-t-p-a-u-l-e-y on air Illinois basketball, they've got a big one coming up tonight. Uh, the fight in Illini—they're having a really nice start to their season. They were expected to have a good season, and uh, so far, so good. They are going to uh, take on Maryland tonight. Illinois six and one, ranked number sixteen in the nation. Maryland, probably one of the biggest surprises in the country right now. They are a perfect seven and zero, and they are ranked number twenty two in the nation. And uh, to uh, talk all things Fighting Illini athletics, we're very happy to go to the Quiver River guest line and we will welcome back on to the program he is the voice of illinois football and basketball he is brian barnhart brian thanks so much for your time as always how are you
2: hey no problem good to be all with you again thank you
1: uh before we get to illinois i want to ask you about the big 10 championship game coming up in indianapolis on saturday night uh michigan and purdue is this something where most big 10 people do want to see michigan to win just so the league has representation in the college football playoff
2: Probably at the conference level I would think so. Um I think for a lot of fans uh who aren't necessarily fond of Michigan, uh they're probably pulling for Purdue. <laughs> but I'm guessing at the in the Big Ten offices, uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, as far as the looking at a team that could be in the final four, the college football playoff, obviously you you probably want Michigan. But, you know, hey, uh it's gonna be played and and I know Blake Corum is not going to be available for Michigan, so that certainly makes a difference. And and Jeff Brom has a pretty good record against top five teams. Uh, I think he's undefeated, so uh, we'll see if Purdue can line it up and, and give it a shot.
1: Do you like the expansion that's going to be coming to the college football playoff? And do you think that's good for Illinois?
2: Well, I think it's yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good for college football in general. I think it's become too much. Um, and I think you, you know this. I mean it's been the same teams over and over again. I mean it's been you know, Alabama's always in there, and Georgia's always in there, and Ohio State's always in there. And you know, I, I saw a um you know, a, a, a schedule that what it would be this year and you know, and some of the matchups are pretty intriguing, you know, with Clemson in there and Tennessee in there and and uh, some of the Tulane and, and just having the, that playoff and, and maybe those same teams would win anyway, but I'd like to give that a shot. I think it's way overdue and I know Things don't move very fast sometimes, it seems, in college athletics. But uh, I think it's about time, and I'm glad it's coming up in a couple of years.
1: All right, let's get to Illinois basketball. Huge game tonight, maybe the biggest game in the nation, certainly one of the biggest games in the nation as they match up against Maryland. The two teams have combined for just one loss this year. Uh, Let's go back to the last one, though, because a 73-44 win against Syracuse I realize Syracuse has issues this year. They've lost to Colgate and they've lost to Bryant, but 44 points is 44 points. How good was the Illinois defense that night?
2: Oh, well, it was fantastic. And it's really what got them through uh most of the, you know, well, the entire game, but especially in the first half. They I think they took 24 25 threes in the first half, which is what the Syracuse zone is kind of designed to feed you into is you have to make shots and they and they didn't make very many, but their defense was so good. Uh, And the press they were using was bothering Syracuse. And so they still had a seven point lead at half. And then, you know, they shot it better in the second half. They got some more transition baskets and, and uh, Syracuse, frankly, it's not one of their better teams. They're, they're in a kind of in a rebuild mode here. They lost quite a bit from last year. And I know they didn't have a great team last year either. So, uh, but it was, I think it was the defense that was the biggest key and then getting some transition baskets and hitting a few threes as the game went on. It kind of, kind of like an iceberg once it broke uh, the game was over
1: sometimes when you're a really good team a loss can actually kind of be good for you to reset you the Illinois loses a game against a very good Virginia team it's been just a couple games since then but what did that performance what did the film from that game do for this team moving forward
2: well it it tells you a lot I mean you're playing two really good teams in UCLA which you beat uh, coming from 15 down in the second half and then you know, Virginia, I mean, they just won at Michigan as well, uh, which is not an easy place to win. So, and they're older, and they just executed down the stretch, and I think the biggest thing you can learn from it is, okay, how Virginia executed down the stretch in the last three minutes of the game in Vegas against us is how you need to execute, and, you know, we've got fairly young players, and, you know, Virginia has guys that are 22, 23 years old, and and they've won a lot, and they just executed better. And even though Illinois was up with a minute, with uh, three minutes to go, you know they just couldn't uh, couldn't uh, get it done in the finish. And I think that was a great learning lesson for them on what you have to do at what level you have to play at uh, to win against really good teams. And I think it'll get them ready for a game like tonight against Maryland, or um, you know, in future Big Ten uh, games.
1: Terrence Shannon Jr. has been really good, averaging about 20 a game, six rebounds per game. How much have you enjoyed watching him perform and watching him kind of assimilate into this program?
2: Yeah, he was, he was one of several guys at Texas Tech, and he's, he's our go-to scorer. You know, if we need a basket, he's, he's not afraid to get in there and score. He's, he's, he can drive to the basket. He can shoot from outside. Uh, he tends to be somewhat streaky at times. Uh, you know, he hit eight out of nine uh, in one of the games, I think, against UCLA, and then, you know, struggled the next night. If we can get him to, to level that out a little bit and be consistent, and he does so many other things for you that, you know, he's like a, a turbocharger on the offense, and, and he can just uh, – he's a guy we didn't have last year, you know, a guy that could just flat-out score like that when you absolutely have to at, at, a, at a wing spot or, you know, at a forward spot, and and he's just uh, – he's tough to guard.
1: Brian Barnhart, the voice of Illinois Athletics, continuing to uh, join us. I had Coach Underwood on the show maybe a couple weeks ago, and I asked him about the challenges of bringing in a transfer and then that transfer becoming a huge part right away of the program, and he mentioned just kind of the challenges of the terminology. You do something and it was called one thing at one place, and now all of a sudden it's called something different at another place. It doesn't seem like, though, that there's been any issues. It seems like he's just been fine walking in.
2: Yeah, no, he's adapted really quickly, and you know we've seen him do that. And it's taken a little longer for like Matt Meyer, uh, who transferred in from Baylor. You know, uh, he was kind of caught between, um, you know, leaving Baylor and then coming here, and he was, you know, had to come in late, and yeah, you know, he was a little bit out of shape, and and then put on some weight, and so he had to get his conditioning back, and he had some back issues, and and uh, and then learning new terminology and learning, okay, we do this here at Illinois. We you used to do that at Baylor. We do it different. And so part of that process you're talking about, he's been going through, but he's been coming on. They had a great practice today and, and hopefully can have a great game tonight and going forward because I think he takes us to another level.
1: All right, let's get to tonight's game. Illinois 6-1, and ranked number 16. Maryland undefeated at 7-0. They're ranked number 22. Uh, talking with people around the program, what are the keys for Illinois tonight to come away with the victory?
2: Well, rebounding's a key. Uh, Reese inside from Maryland, he's he's a horse on the boards. He 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 cleans up a lot. Dante Scott has been a thorn in our side uh, for the last uh, two to three years. He's uh, we we've got to do a, a better job on him. But I think rebounding's the biggest key, and that's something that Brad Underwood's not totally happy with yet. Is our offensive rebounding and or rebounding in general? Uh, you know, Kofi Coburn would just routinely grab ten, twelve, fourteen rebounds, and that's got to come from somewhere else and. It's got to be a team rebounding effort. So I think rebounding's a key. It's interesting, stylistically and statistically, both Maryland is a lot like us—the uh, way they play, the tempo, the pace. Um, you know, obviously, I think cutting down on turnovers—we did a better job of that uh, in the last game with Syracuse—and if they can do that again and and not be disrupted by the pressure that Maryland will apply to us, um, I think Illinois will be in good shape. But it's a what a test, uh, what a way to start the the big 10 season against the Maryland team that I don't think anybody knew what to expect with a new coach and Kevin Willard and two or three transfers and a couple of returnees and blending them together. And they of course had a big win over St. Louis and a, a win over Miami of Florida and, and they played well. So you got what combined one loss between the two teams. That's a great way to start the, the big 10 season. Do you like
1: the fact that there's kind of these two random big 10 games that are kind of interdispersed within the non-conference before you jump into conference play full bore?
2: Yeah, I think so. I like it, and uh, with the addition of USC and UCLA in a couple of years, that's probably going to expand even more. I would think. Um, you know, coaches may prefer to have a couple other games before you just get right into conference, but, and maybe that's why some of these uh, tournaments, like in Vegas or Maui or others, have, you know, very very popular because you get the chance before you get into an early conference game to, you know, play some really strong competition, give you a better idea of, of where you're at. It's interesting in this one that we don't play Maryland again this year. So this is the one and only meeting. Uh, and sometimes the meetings when you play a team in December is a lot different when you see them in February uh, because the teams have progressed so much or changed so much in that span. So I don't mind it. I like a couple early. I think it's healthy and I think it's good uh, good for media. Uh, you know, you get that early taste of Big Ten play and then You come back to it in January.
1: Last question for you. The Rights game right around the corner just a few weeks out uh, here in St. Louis. Have you kept an eye on Missouri? When the season got started, you thought that this would not be much of a game, but now all of a sudden Missouri's undefeated and they just won at Wichita. They look a lot better than anybody expected them to look.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of the same way that, you know, Maryland has been. You know, nobody kind of knew what to expect. You know, a new coaching staff, you know, a new philosophy. Um, you know, how's your roster put together, and and they played well. And, yeah, I don't think it it matters too much. Uh, You know, rarely has there been a blowout Mm -hmm. uh, in that and rights series, no matter what the teams are like. And I expect uh, another great game here in a few weeks.
1: He is Brian Barnard. He is the voice of Illinois, uh, Illinois football and basketball. Brian, thank you so much for your time. Have a great call tonight, and we'll talk to you again real soon.
2: Oh, good to be on. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it.
1: Illinois in action this evening against Maryland. That game's going to get started at about 8 o'clock tonight. Big game tonight uh, in uh, the Big Ten. So we'll see how uh, Illinois is able to do. Taking their one-loss record into tonight's game. So he said he liked these Big Ten games this early. I I would respectfully disagree. I, and I, I feel this way about college football. I feel this way about college basketball. I feel more comfortable when you play all your non-conference games and then... You go into your conference and, you know, mid-major leagues used to have like the, uh, the bracket busters where you would have a, basically a challenge between a, a couple leagues and those games would get set uh, for later in the year. And so, so I don't really include something like that, but... I don't know. I feel like go play your non-conference, then go play your conference. It's only a couple non-conference games in the Big Ten in uh, December, and then they'll get into full conference play in earnest coming up in January. All right, the Blues, they are in a funk once again. They have lost four of their last five. Yesterday, they fall to the Carolina Hurricanes by a 6-4 score in a game where they give up three of those six goals in a 64-second period. What to say about the Blues? Well, we'll find out what Craig Berube has to say about his team. We'll do that next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new
0: iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.